Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Andy Petronic. Andy, you are a leadership coach. You are found on the web at andypetronic.com. We've got the spelling for that. If you click on the I or the show notes or information icon in your podcast player, we've got a direct link to Andy's website. Andy, you are also a, I was going to say former Marine. Is it? it no, that's Marines, right. Like once you Marine, always a Marine. Yeah. You, I mean, that's what they say. It's a former Marine, not an ex-Marine. Yo, no, never ex-Marine. That's yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's like ex-military, your ex-whatever. It's like, oh, are you against them now? It's like, no, 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 no. Just <laughs> previously served in active duty and now yeah. no, no longer commissioned. So you, um, w- what did you do in the Marines? I, I was a combat engineer. I was, uh, so I was, t- as I was saying before, we, uh, we, we were like specialized grunts, specialized infantrymen. So we, you know, we carry mines, we carry demolition, and we set up defensive perimeters and we do obstacle plans and we breach minefields and we blow bridges up. And, you know, it's kind of a fun job. You have a personality um, that that might someone might not. If you were walking down the street and say, uh, all right, here's 10 guys in a lineup. Guess which one of them is the Marine? I'm not sure folks would pick you. Yeah, I'm not sure they would either. My, my wife, you know, I, during COVID, I, I was shaving my head because, you know, about a week, about two weeks into the, the pandemic, I'm like, I'm not getting a haircut. And I really don't like my yeah. hair when it gets super long. Right. So I shaved my head. And so much to my wife's chagrin, she's like, you look too much like a Marine with a shaved head. You know, you're too hard and chiseled in the whole thing. And she lived with it for a year and a half. And then I let it grow back. So. Uh-huh. Now, did, did you meet her when you were uh, still in, 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 in the, in the Marines? No, I had, uh, so I met her in, in about night in, let's see, 1998, I think. And I had started an adventure camp with a couple of my buddies, a kayaking, rock climbing, mountain biking, and orienteering camp that we taught those skills. And she was a camper. And uh, it was interesting because we, I was dating somebody at the time. I wasn't, there was no shenanigans. There was, I wasn't looking for a girlfriend, (laughs) but like six months later, we, we did another event where we were climbing to the tallest peaks in like in around Los Angeles, the Los Angeles basin. Mm. And uh, she had a bunch of questions and I got on the phone with her and, and uh, about 30 minutes later, I was like, you know, we should, we should hang out. Let's go to the movies. Let's do something. That's awesome. All yeah. right, Andy, tell me about your work. Uh, and again, your website, andypetronic.com. Yeah. Um, but wh- who do you work with and what do you do? Um, I'm a life coach. You know, I, it's funny because I've kind of hid from that title because it's so kind of generic. Yeah. Kind of like when I was a trainer, I hid yeah. from the title trainer because I was like, I'm not really a trainer. I'm a, I do a lot of extra stuff, you know, that most trainers don't do. But I mean, when it comes right down to it, if you have a life, I am a coach and I can help you. Um, and I really don't narrow it down to any um, 
deep, uh, you know, a narrower channel than that. I have female clients, male clients. I would say that most of my clients are people who've already achieved a certain level of success in their life. Yeah. And they're realizing that they, that what got them here won't get them where they really want to go. Like they've, 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 they've sacrificed elements of their life for either a title or a certain position at work or a certain paycheck and a certain amount of wealth and success in their life. But when it comes down to, you know, like, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose for being here? They're like, you know, that's not really it, but I can't really tell what it is because the only thing I've ever set my sights on is that is money or fame or title or, you know, the things that, that we, we tend to look at when we're 20 years old and go that that's what I want. I want the car. Yeah. I want the wife. I want the, the house. I want the vacations. And, you know, and when you've been doing that for 20 years or 30 years, it's hard to change course. It is. And, and Andy, it's okay to not like what you're current, where are you, the decisions that you made in the past and what you're doing today, um, it's okay for that to change. So in other words, if you're in a job or you're in a business and you're unsatisfied unsatisfied right now, like I, I like the concept of like, give yourself grace because right now, you know, um, I, I, boy, you know, the secret, you know, way back in the day, right? So the, <laughs> yeah, there was one yeah. quote that I don't think I've ever forgotten. It's like, people look at their current state of affairs and they say, that's who I am. That's, that's not who you are. That's yeah. who you were. Um, you know, so we're constantly like living in this residual of the choices that we made in the past. And if Andy, we never made any changes in our life, um, you know, uh, even just fundamental beliefs about certain things, I, to me, that seems a little weird to, to, to never make any changes or pivots. Well, you know, it's interesting. You're talking about who we are and who we've been our past, you know, I was just having a conversation with a client the other day about this. When you look out at the world, you look out at the physical reality that you're looking at in your office, in your, in your car, or whatever you're seeing, you're seeing the residual of the past. Yeah. Everything you see is from the past. And so we are, we are hardwired. Our bodies are evidence of the past. Our physical reality is evidence of the past. And so we're hardwired to be locked into this pattern where we're looking at the past, desiring, maybe desiring a different future, but we're so ingrained in looking at the past that we're kind of going forward while looking in the rearview mirror. And it is, it, it keeps us locked into a path that we, we don't, it's hard to jump out of. Like these are really deep grooves that we get stuck in and we have a really hard time jumping the grooves. Like a, like in the old days when, you know, you're old enough to know records and you were a DJ at one point, right? <laughs> I was yeah. a DJ when, in college, actually, which is crazy. Uh, uh, but we spun records on vinyl, and they got scratches in them. And you know, nowadays, what's what's the, what's the equivalent of a scratch on an MP3 or on a digital track? You don't have them, but that's what it's like. We're in these we're in these grooves. We're in these tracks, and they keep skipping, and they keep pulling us back in because we're looking around in our life and going, "This is the this is the future. This is the present." But it's not. It's the past. Mm. Yeah. So what would be a typical, um, you know, problem that in terms of like, let's say you're going to work someone that would make a really great introduction for you. Uh -huh. How would they identify or what language would they use to identify that 
something is not working for me. You mean internally, like the way they're thinking to themselves or they're having coffee with a friend? Or, no, or either one. well, yeah, yeah. I, well, I did, I'm I'm curious now uh, the the difference between the two because you're right because there's a certain layer of I think honesty that maybe we would have with ourselves versus yep. kind of like you know sharing on social media. You know yeah, right. what would we be comfortable in sharing there? A close friend, a family member, spouse, significant other, that sort of thing. And I think they it's like um, you know when we think about. Um, you know, levels of security in the military, right? So if you've got a- uh, Yeah, that's a great way to think about like, it. It's yeah. like, well, you don't really have secret access. You don't have uh, need to know. So, you don't have a need to know that. So yes, you need it. to know. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> um, it's a really great question because there, you're right. There are levels of honesty and there are levels of what people are comfortable sharing from a truth perspective. I just read a great quote. God, I think it was was it Robin Williams? Oh no, it was um, it was um, Samuel Clemens. It was Mark Twain who said, uh, "If you always tell the truth, you never have to remember anything." You know, mm-hmm. and but there yeah. are levels of the truth. You know, what are you willing to tell? You do, do you want to tell? Do you want to come out on social media that you know you slept with your best friend's sister? You know, like maybe not. Uh, <laughs> no, so, no. We'll we'll go ahead. Right, and- <laughs> right. So, um, um, you know. I was actually having another conversation with someone about this the other day. You know, there the the level of honesty that you the the closer you can get to the real truth inside of you, uh, the more likely you are to be willing to move into a place of like I'm uncomfortable with my life the way it is. Like if you're looking around at your life and you're really happy with everything you've got, but you also feel a pang of this isn't the way I thought it was going to be. This isn't, this isn't, I, there's something missing. There's something that, that, that doesn't feel quite right. And this is not something that you typically share with somebody else because on the outside to the outside world, your life might look spectacular. You know, you might be driving your Lamborghini or living in your $3 million house or, um, you know, have a, have a great family and a, you know, it might look to the outside world, including your best friends, like, Wow, how could every how could how could you be complaining or how could you have any doubts about the life the, the way you've created it? And when in actuality inside you feel something's off, mm. something's not quite right. And um when you the 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 closer you can come, you know, I call it kind of the 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 pit. Like the closer you can come to your pit. I just had a had a client do an exercise the other day with a where they went into their, their room at night, they shut the lights off. They slammed the door on their way into their, into their room. And they had to sit in a place where that they've created. That is their pit. Like what's not really working. Where is my mm. life not operating the way I always wanted it to operate and getting really connected with the, the pain because there's pain in there. Um, you know, it could be the relationship with your kids. It could be the relationship you have with people at work. It could be the deeper meaning of your work. You know, like say you make movies and you're feeling really frustrated inside. You're, you're really successful. You've made great movies, but inside you're like, this work is just not meaningful. Yeah. Like it does, it's not doing anything, even though it does, it provides entertainment, and, you know, but it, for you, for you, it's not the, the meaningfulness. And 
um, that's where the leverage comes. That's where people start to be willing. And that's if if somebody's if that's occurring to someone, could be a relationship in your in your family or whatever. If that's occurring to you, then that's a great converse. That's a great conversation to have with me because it, I can help you at least identify if it's something you want to work on. You know, like a lot of times you don't even know, you know, like, are you, where's your level of commitment? Is it a nine or a 10? Is it really bothering you? Or it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting. It's a four or five. You know, I don't really work with people that are four or fives. I work with people mm-hmm. that are nine or tens because my clients move, they make changes, they try on new things. Why? Because they're a nine or a 10. Like it's not the way I want it to be. And I'm willing to ch- do anything to change it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I think that there's our, also there's our, our battle sometimes that we have with our, you know, kind of our emotion, emotional brain and, and, and our feelings versus intellectually. And, you know, it's like, well, I'm a dad, so I just have to toughen up. Like you're, I see this a lot with, um, uh, military, uh, former military folks who there are attributes that are wildly helpful. And I think the biggest one is tenacity because, you know, when uh, my experience with this, when, you know, we come from a military background, failure is not an option. There is no such right. thing as, that eh, was too hard. So I, I just, just, sorry, you know, Captain, I just, I just decided not to do it. <laughs> right. 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 Just, that's not in the vocabulary, right? right? Whereas it's really easy to do that, um, you know, in business because it's like, well, this sucks. This is hard. I'm doing this work and nobody's listening. Nobody's engaged. Nobody's following. Um, so therefore, um, you know, I'm going to quit, um, which sometimes that's helpful. Um, if we're like, okay, well, this is not working. It doesn't mean I quit throwing the towel. Um, but, but sometimes I, I also see, I'd say in the downside of tenacity is I'm just going to keep on doing this thing when maybe there are some pretty fundamental adjustments that need to be made so that we're not, you know, kind of resorting to this definition of insanity. Yeah. You know, I think what you're speaking to is the, the sense, you know, look, when you're a father or your mother or you're, you know, you're in a family, you've made a commitment really for, it's a 20 year, I mean, it's a, look, it's a lifelong commitment, but you know, you've got 20 years of, of, of real work that where your kids at home and you're before they're big enough, old enough to go out on their own and, and, um, and earn their keep. Um, and you may, you may be like, look, the relationship with your kids change over that time. And you, you may start to realize things like my kid, my son right now is 14 and he's starting to go through some things in high school that are reminding me and triggering me from my 14, 15. I went through some really difficult emotional times when I was in my, in my teens, I was a musician. I judged myself. I had really bad acne. I, um, I looked out at the world and, and thought, why can't I be like everybody else? Why can't oh, I no. be like why can't I be like all my friends? Yeah. And why do I have to be so different? Why am I such an oddball? And um, you know, that that question really shaped a lot of the the rest of my life. But now that my son's going through whatever, I'm not saying he's going through that, but he's going through whatever he's going through, it's reminding me a lot of that time. And so I'm having to do work, inner work on me so that I can stay in my loving essence and I can stay really supportive of him in spite of 
the way he's being that's causing me to, you know, have an upset or, you know, not, not, uh, not, not be understanding, not be compassionate and understanding. So, you know, we go through and, and look, I, I can't quit, <laughs> you know, failure. Like you said, failure is not an option. I could let this thing that's happening for him and for me continue to grow. And it could grow into a really a monster, you know, it's what ends up happening a lot of times with people when their kids leave home and they don't talk to their parents for years sometimes. Um, or I could actually choose to deal with it and realize that it's not an issue with him. It's really an issue with me. If I'm having an issue, if I'm upset or if I'm triggered, if I, if I'm saying inside I'm upset because, and I feel justified in feeling upset, it's my domain of, of around me and has nothing to do with him. He's just, he's just a mirror. He's just showing it to me. And the only thing that I really have a chance in doing is adjusting something for me in, in the inside of me, not in getting him to change or be different. Yeah. Um, I was at the army Navy game back in uh, 2016 and I had the opportunity to interview Boo Corrigan, who at the time was the athletic director at West point. And I think he's since, uh, Someone who knows college sports, I think they'll know that name. I, I don't know where he went, but I, I I actually had someone reach out to me. Uh, apparently, he's a big deal now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he was a big deal back then as the athletic yeah. director. And I, I asked him about leadership and the traits that West Point looks to instill in tomorrow's leaders. And we got to character. And one trait that he really surprised me, I mean, it was floored me when he was kind of talking about the four pillars of character was empathy. And I'm like, what? I did not expect, (laughs) you know, a West Point athletic director to to pull out empathy. Like I just, I stopped the interview, like right there. And I did stop. I like, I hit the brakes on anything else I was thinking about talking about. I'm like, tell me more about that. Right. Uh, what's, what, you know, you have a military background and, and, you know, and the thing that reminded me is you were talking about loving essence. I'm like, boy, you don't sound like a Marine right now. <laughs> you but know, there, there are times to talk about loving essence. And then there, there are times not to talk about loving essence. If I, you're, if you're, if you're going to the beach and, you know, attacking a hill or attacking a defensive position, you're not sure. really talking about loving essence. Like right, right. There's, not, there's time and season. Yes, of course. Right. Time and place. But but how does that, you know, again, just kind of thinking about, um, you know, those that uh, might be serving, uh, you know, in an environment, um, you know, some of these softer skills like, you know, empathy or, or loving essence or whatever, like that, where do they have their place? It's a, it's a great, it's a great question. You know, the more I do this work, the more I realize that's the only conversation there, there are survival skills you need in life. You know, they're like, I would say the Marine Corps is really Marine Corps, the boy Scouts, you know, the girl Scouts are great at providing you real world live life skills, survival skills, and skills that are actually trans transmissible in, in our real world reality. But, you know, we're on this planet for much bigger things than just survival or, you know, or beating the other guy. And we're really, we're really souls having a, having a, a human experience. Mm -hmm. And 
to drop into your soul means dropping into a part of you that's that's contained in your heart, not in your head. We're, we're living in a world that is overly focused inside their head, inside your head. And we're rewarded for time and space and effort in your head. All the degrees you have and all the knowledge you have and all the accolades you get. It's all, it's all left brain. It's all up in your head. But that stuff doesn't really help with connection. It doesn't help with relationships. I mean, when you, when you think about relationships, what does it mean to be in a relationship? Well, I mean, literally you're in a relationship with everything in the universe. I'm in a relationship right now with a computer monitor that's right in front of me. I'm in a relationship with this microphone. I'm in a relationship with the, the light in front of me. And I'm in relationship with people. Yeah. And if I want to be in relationship in a deep love, a, a deep and connected, let's just leave the word loving out of it. I've got to be willing to drop into, into here, into my heart. And in my heart is where I realize that I'm connected to everyone. I'm connected to, you know, like there's a, there's a deep loving uh, peace in me that if I can, if I can find and I can accept myself for who I am and uh, for all of my inadequacies, for all the shortcomings, for all the things that I think I do wrong, um, then I'm much more able to extend that, extend that to someone else because I, I found it in me. It's when, when you're when you're only focused out, uh, it 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 can come across as hollow. It can come across as missing. You know, like when you have somebody that's overly loving, or think you you think they're they're trying to be overly loving or overly protective, or they're really not doing it from a loving essence place. They're doing it from a control place, um, or a fear place. And um, you know, empathy is one of those critical pieces. Because it, it, it says, I'm not sorry for you. I'm not looking down at you. I'm, I'm climbing right down into the pit with you. And your, your issues are just like my issues. We're going through this world together, like almost like we're hand in hand. And there's no difference, really, between what you're experiencing as struggles and difficulties and what I am. And, and that's what creates this, this deep connection with other people. Yeah. Uh, so your website, again, andypetronic.com. Mm-hmm. And Andy, when someone goes there, what would you recommend? Someone's like, I like Andy. I bet Andy could help me out. <laughs> Where yeah, should I mean, they go? What should they do? By the way, can I compliment you? One thing I really like is uh, you've got a uh, a book or resources page um, mm-hmm. for books. And uh, man, I'm just kind of like sorting through, like uh, sifting through all the books that you recommend. Uh, th- this is a... <laughs> Could you imagine if someone were to read all of these books, like the transformation that <laughs> well, would happen I've, in their life? I've, I've read a lot of them. Um, yeah. I, I think I've read actually most of them. Now, I, I don't necessarily rec- I don't necessarily think that more is better. No, so, right. No, you know, no. Um, but it's a, it's, it's a hell of a list. I mean, when I built that thing, and now there's more because I created that list about a year ago and, uh, you know, I didn't stop reading. So mm. I, I haven't added to the list. Um, you know, that's one place to go. Uh, another place to go is just on the homepage, just to kind of read about, you know, what I do. Um, you know, I'm always growing and learning and changing. And, you know, I was think I've been thinking recently that I need to kind of update the languaging on my homepage. Um, 
you can read about my story. I go into really a kind of a lot of detail about my life and kind of how I came to the conclusions that I did because I've had a pretty varied wild ride to get to where I am right now. And, you know, a lot of experience as an entrepreneur, a lot of experience in the, in the athletic realm. I was a professional athlete sponsored by Red Bull. I wow. raced all over the world. You know, I was a Marine. I was in sales. I was in a, a corporate sales rep for four years. And then I was, a, I was a per, almost a semi-professional trumpet player, up, you know, up until college. I was, uh, you know, I got into the Eastman School of Music as a, as a classical trumpet player. Um, and then I let that go because I, you know, loved the college life and I girls and beer and fraternities and, mm-hmm. um, much to my, my parents chagrin, but, um, but yeah, so th- those are, those are good places to go to look kind of peruse and look around. And really it's, it's about energy. If you, if you feel like you're called to what I have to say, um, give me a call, you know, like I, I always, the, the most important thing when it comes to working with someone is that you click with their, their method or their voice or their energy. Like if you pick up a vibe and I'm looking for that too, in my in clients, you know, I, I spend a lot of time cultivating a relationship with someone before they ever become a client. You know, I, I might spend, I could spend two, three, sometimes even four hours with someone without them ever becoming a client. We may handle everything that they came to me for in before they ever pay me any money, because I want to make sure that I can really serve them and they're really on board and they're really committed and, and that they're the right kind of client for me so that there's no mistakes or accidents or concerns like, ah, this isn't, this isn't going quite the way I expected. Yeah. All right. Well, Andy, again, your website, andypetronic.com. And uh, again, lots of great resources. Go check out Andy's book list. Uh, in fact, I found a book on there. I am so shocked that I've never heard about. It's uh, The Finnish Way, uh, oh, yeah. of course, as a uh, as a 50% fin, half fin. Uh, I'm like, how did I not hear about this book before? <laughs> uh, so adding that to my uh, queue. Uh, but Andy, this has been a fantastic conversation. Thank you so much for joining joining us. Thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com/guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? 
please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.